Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, amazing presenter, awesome voice. I've heard that 12 times now in my entire life. you've said it. Joined always with my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. I am your more humble and sweet co-host, not bragging about myself like Dr. Mystery does every time. Sometimes you do this show without me, and when I hear it, I get kind of jealous. You told me to get some content, and sometimes you're not available. Well, I don't think I like it. It still makes me jealous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I'm interviewing our, our employees at work, like That's our, right. our physical therapists. That's okay. right. I'll, I'll include you next This is time. a men's health show. We are brought to you by NAU Urology <laughs> Specialist, the urology group that I started in 2007. We are located all over the Central Texas area. We have mm-hmm. four amazing physician providers, two of which were voted best. best in Austin. That's right. You might have been one of the two. It didn't cost that much. <laughs> <laughs> you and Dr. Ong, by the way, very good. You know what I love? I love the fact that many of the guests that we've had on this show have been in that magazine. Austin it makes Monthly. me feel like I got a lot of good friends. You do. A lot of smart friends. How do people get a hold of us? You can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com where you can see our smiling, shiny faces on that website. You can submit your questions there as well that we'll answer anonymously every time and I'll shoot you the podcast link when, when we answer that question. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, we don't get a lot of professionals on this show. <laughs> no? No. I mean, between me and you, we're the most amateurish people. I've heard infantile also. Thank uh, you so much, female listener. Juvenile. Number what? Juvenile. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why she kept listening when she, she heard did. the opening credits. But <laughs> anyway, we don't get a lot of professionals and we're joined by the original ass man himself, <laughs> oh. Dr. Um, Pradeep Kumar from Austin Gastroenterology. Thank you so much for joining us today, Pradeep. Thank you. Glad to be here. Such a thrill. Ass man. He's an ass man, dude. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but... Dr. Kumar, tell us what you do for a living. I am an ass man. I am a (laughs) gastroenterologist. All things related to the GI tract, top to bottom, inside and out. That's what we take care of. That's right. I knew he was gastro. I don't know. I didn't connect for some reason, ass man. Well, that's where you poop out of. Yeah, that's true. I like the Dr. Deep thing, though, that we talked about Uh, before the show. You haven't heard her bomb on stage. She poops out of her mouth sometimes, too. (laughs) Only only when you're heckling me drunk. (laughs) Well, that does happen. (laughs) Kelly was there. Dr. Kumar, why don't you... You tell us what a gastroenterologist does and what their primary areas of interest are. Yeah, so I think gastroenterology is pretty fascinating, right? I mean, like all species on the planet, we have to convert one form of energy to another and then get rid of the waste, right? You think about plants and photosynthesis, they take energy directly from the sun, they convert that energy and they use it for their life processes, right? Mammals, humans, what well, we have to eat. We eat food, we take energy from the outside, we put it in our mouth and we have to break that energy down, store that energy, and then get rid of the waste. And that's what gastroenterology is. We take food from the outside, put it into our mouth. It goes down our esophagus. We have our pancreas, our bile ducts, things that help us uh, secrete enzymes and compounds that break down those molecules, safely absorb them into the the vascular system, take them to the liver to be detoxified and spread throughout the body. But then all these toxins, waste, bacteria, viruses, all this other crazy stuff that we ingest, we have to get rid of safely. And that's why it comes out the other end. And so that's what we do. So it's a vital function for all life was to be able to convert one energy to the other. And when you do that, certainly problems arise, you know, and so we take care of those problems. So when the gastrointestinal system works well, 
we are all happy. Yes, we are. When it doesn't work well, it universally makes us unhappy. Absolutely. And and um, th- there are two very interesting parts about what you do uh, for me. Number one is how much we take for granted well-functioning gastrointestinal system, which depends on more than people might imagine. It requires bacteria that work in conjunction with our body, muscles, nerves, hormones, but also that what we ingest is the one thing that we actually have control over that can affect our health. Besides just screening colonoscopies, what are the most common problems people come to you for? You're right. When when the GI tract isn't working well, it's not fun. You know, and people, that's what keeps us in mink, really. You know, a lot of things go wrong. You know, there's 330 million Americans, and there's a fraction of them that aren't feeling well from the perspective of their gastrointestinal tract. And they come. And so the common things that we see are acid reflux, for sure. You know, when heartburn, chest pain, regurgitation, irritable bowel syndrome. And that's kind of like this grab bag that we put into one little container when it's really a diverse kind of problem where the underlying issue is the nerve supply to the GI tract. It's kind of like having a seizure disorder of the GI tract. The nerves aren't working well, so the muscles aren't working well, so it can cause any symptom, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, bloating. So irritable bowel syndrome is clearly one of the, the most common things we see. Of course, we see cancers, what you were talking about. We try to prevent them with screening colonoscopy. Because gastroenterologists also take care of the liver, we see hepatitis, and particularly nowadays, we're seeing fatty liver disease, which is now the leading cause of liver transplantation. And then we see the routine uh, things that cause abdominal pain pain like gallstones and peptic ulcers and things like that. What do you think the common condition that you see people delay treatment for that you have easy fixes for? It's probably reflux. You know, um, 20% of the population is affected with acid reflux, and they'll have some mild heartburn. And that's why when you go to the store, you see a plethora of medications. Over-the-counter medications are galore, you know, Zantax and Pepsids and Prilosex and Prevacids and Zegrids, and they have all of these medications, Malox and Tums, right? Because a lot of people have heartburn, and it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And we have very sophisticated medications, and many of them are, are truly over-the-counter but people have hesitance of taking them or the doses in which you can get them over the counter are sometimes inadequate. And people just suffer. You know, they just suffer with heartburn for a long time because they're scared about seeing a doctor. And, and you know, we That's could me. really kind of kind of up their dose and teach them about how to uh, treat reflux and, and make them feel better. And that's Donna, what it, do you have heartburn? I always have heartburn. You give think, heartburn. Ah. heartburn. Uh, what was the one that was taken off the market recently? Nexium? No. No, that was Zantac. Zantac. And so that's just like uh, you know Volsartan and other things. It has nothing to really to do with the Zantac. It had to do with the pharmacy, the 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 drug company that that was making it. It was the generic, mm-hmm. and the physical factory was contaminated by this carcinogen. Oh. So, and that happened with another drug. I think it was Volsartan at some other plant, right? And so they went back there and. It was, it was in India, right? That's where a lot of these generic drugs are made. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell once you make them, like, which lot country they get to. So they went back there and oh. they kind of cleaned up those factories and got rid of those. My, and, and the amount was very minimal, but it's a known carcinogen. Now, and, uh, but reflux is a known kind of thing that bothers us, but it also could be something that turns into something dangerous, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it can be a precancerous condition for one. It can, you know, it can lead to Barrett's esophagus and, and Barrett's esophagus, which is a change in the lining of the esophagus, usually affects Caucasian men above 60, most commonly, but then that can progress to cancer. And if you find that early and, and take biopsies and watch it and treat it before it progresses, you can prevent esophageal cancer that way. Besides obesity, what are some risk factors for reflux? Yeah, the number one is just really genetic. You know, it's just the way 
where you are, 20% of the population has reflux. That's why there's all those drugs over the over the counter. The way you're made, you know, that we have a protective mechanism at the bottom of the esophagus called the lower esophageal sphincter. It's supposed to act like a one-way valve, relax, allow food and saliva to go down, but then tighten up and prevent gastric contents, stomach contents from coming up into the esophagus. For whatever reason, it's loose in many, many people. Could be because of a hiatal hernia where a little bit of the stomach is above the diaphragm. So the, the diaphragm, which is the muscle that separates the chest from the abdomen that causes, allows us to breathe, it lends strength to the lower esophageal sphincter. And if that isn't exactly well placed, you can lose that contribution of strength. Hiatal hernias are common. That's not cause of reflux, but it's associated with it. If the sphincter's loose, gastric contents come up, mainly acid, and when it comes up, it causes heartburn, chest pain, regurgitation. If you look at HRQOL, health-related quality of life, and you ask people with reflux, how bad does your reflux make you feel? These guys compete with cancer. Cancer wow. makes a cancer patient feel as crummy oh, wow. as reflux makes a reflux patient feel. They just It's just uncomfortable. What's your wow. go-to medicine for somebody with kind of mild to moderate symptoms, and when should they visit with a gastroenterologist? So that's a great question because you don't have to come in, you know, with your first sign of heartburn. You can, you know, these over-the-counter medications are largely safe, you know. So first thing is lifestyle, right? If you know your triggers, spicy foods, acidy foods, tobacco, alcohol, you know, uh, mints and chocolate, and if you know that that's your trigger. Sounds just, like all the great things. Oh, yeah, they are. Like, why would you avoid those things, right? Yeah. Now you're going to see sex. Crap. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think that's good no for sex reflux. For you. You, know, you, you avoid those kind of, you know, those factors. But if it's not that easy, if you can't, if it's not just a one thing that you go to, or you, like you said, you enjoy eating spicy foods, or are unwilling to stop eating spicy foods like it would be me, mm-hmm. then you take your over-the-counter medications, your Tums, your those are, that's bicarbonate, neutralizes acid, works immediately, but the least potent. Then you go to your histamine type 2 blockers, like your Pepsid, your Zantax, your Tagamets, right? Work within 15, 20 minutes, last about an hour, um, but it's mild. And then you go to the next step, which are what we call proton pump inhibitors. This is your Prilosec, your Miprazole, your Prevacid. These are also available over the counter, but they're at doses of 20 milligrams, 30 milligrams, which is, you know, bottom rung. And they're safe. They've been studied. And that's what used to be prescription. And you can take those. And they, you, people usually take those for two weeks at a time. They don't work immediately. you got to take them regularly every day. It'll kick in two or three or four days later. Um, but it works better than anything else. And if you can just stay on those, um, but if that doesn't work, then you need to come see us. Or if you have a, quote, alarm symptom, if you have difficulty swallowing, if you have unintended weight loss, if you vomit blood, you don't wait. You come. You don't in, wait. And if people wait. do need to come to see you, how do they get a hold of you? Well, you can go to www.austingastro.com. We have over 40 physicians throughout the Austin, Central Texas area. My personal office is in South Austin, right behind South Austin Medical Center on James Casey. And uh, at that website, you can get a hold of me as well as any of my very well-qualified partners as well. Well, thank you for joining us. We're going to be right back. The Armor Men's Health Show will be right back. To submit a question for Dr. Mystery, visit armormenshealth.com. 